Hey, this is Dave. This is Tim. And this is Dave and Tim. No, okay. and Dave. I got Tim and Dave. I, yeah. Yeah, okay. This, well, we should testing. actually add that into the show. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. This is Tim. And this is Dave. This is Tim and Dave. Shea Portform. Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Tim and Dave Show welcome. podcast. Um, yeah, big day. Big day. Big day. Big news week. Big news week. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, no, nothing no, happened. Nothing happened at all. Um, Tomorrow, um... Everything's going to happen. Everything's going to happen. Of course, that's how it normally works. Actually, no, like a couple minutes after we stop recording. Actually, it's happening right now. Mm. We just can't look at the news. Donald Trump's going to become a woman <laughs> like five five minutes after the show ends. Five, he'll, he'll become five women five minutes Ooh. after the show <laughs> oh, That's a wild party. Um, so, um, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, officially our one-year anniversary. One-year anniversary. Of the Tim and Dave Show podcast. It is flown by. It's our first year anniversary. No, no, no. It's our first anniversary. It's our first anniversary. To say one-year anniversary. We've, won- we've done this for one year. Exactly. The, the Tim and Dave Show podcast exactly. has been consistently running for one year. What episode are we on now? 40... Oh, boy. Five? 45 episodes? No. Something like that. Look, look uh, yeah, I should look it up. You would think that if we're doing I our Tim will and Dave Show podcast one-year anniversary You think special, we'd know, but you'd be wrong. We're professionals. We got our stuff together. That's the that's the truth of the matter. But yeah, we've been doing this for an entire one year, year and, uh, and it's, it's pretty are, crazy. Because this is forty five. So that means out of fifty two weeks, we've we've missed seven out of. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy. That's not bad. That's, that's pretty nuts. Considering that, I feel most, like we missed more. I'm surprised. Well, because we're a very dedicated artist, and we want to have perfection. And we had a break during the summer. We had some holiday breaks. We had some holiday breaks. Some sick breaks. Had some, some breaks now breaks. and again. You know, uh, but we're definitely going to get more into our reflection mm. about the Tim and Dave Show podcast. Refle- yes, we will reflect as as, uh, as we continue on to this this, this episode. If only we could have a montage. A montage? I don't know. Like, It'd be a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Yeah. I don't really feel I don't, too much work. I don't think anyone's really maybe gonna... for the tenth year anniversary. Yeah, maybe. maybe it's... <laughs> Um, but ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. If you, uh, we're gonna do some of our plugins. Uh, we have a Facebook page uh, on Facebook, the Tim and Dave Show podcast. Like, subscribe, tell us how you feel. Uh, you can also catch us out on uh, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and FM Play, uh, where you can just subscribe. And every week, every time we upload our episode, you can go directly into your smartphone or computer. Uh, you can also uh, donate to us on Patreon.com, the Tim and Dave Show podcast, where you can donate small monetary funds so that we can pay for hosting fees, etc. But again, um, the best way to get our our podcast out there is word of mouth, um, which is the truth. And if anyone denies such a thing, they are blaspheming against everything and everyone. Let them be anathema. What's that? That's just anathema to anathemize someone is to say like you're outside of the bounds of what's acceptable <laughs> like in all like catholic doctrine when they refute a heresy at mm-hmm. the end they say let them be anathema let them be anathema yes so also <clears throat> another interesting thing tim cleaned his uh studio apartment actually it's not a studio apartment it's a studio that's also an apartment but it's not a studio <laughs> <laughs> Wow, definitely okay. hit a definitely <laughs> hit a uh, soft spot there. So, it's like my existence re- no. is reflected on what type of apartment I can afford. You, you, you. It's a one bedroom. It's a one bedroom. You disparage my drawer nonstop. <laughs> That's one thing he didn't clean. Now you mischaracterize the nature of my apartment. I think I think I'm more impressed by the fact you kind of organized your shelves with all mm. your books on them. I yeah, think that's, uh... it was just a bunch of crap there that I just basically put in a pile and. Putting things in a pile goes further than one might think, but well, um, I, I dusted everything. Well, that's that's a, that's a very um, 
It's a very open-ended statement. Mm-hmm. What was your duster, Tim? What did you use for dusting? A duster. Pretty sure that was a toilet cleaner. It's a duster. Did it say duster when you purchased it? Looked like a duster to me. <laughs> so it looked like a duster. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a, I, it, it's a freaking toilet cleaner. No, it's not. But get it, you me, really think it's a toilet I'm cleaner? I'm almost positive that's a toilet cleaner that you were using to dust your house. Okay, that's a duster. Get that out of my face. I don't want I don't want dusty things on me. See? That's what you get. Okay. That, I gotta... that, well, it looked, didn't look like a duster when I was uh-huh. doing yeah. the thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, so I just discovered a, a donut place. Well, it's okay. not really discovering. It's been around. Everyone knows they're good. Mm. Uh, but I started going to a place called the Federalist do- or the Federal the fe- Donut. Just Federal Donut. And, I uh, went once. Th- their donuts are very good. They're Too sweet for me. Too sweet. I don't think they're that sweet. Like the plain donut. Yeah, there's the regular plain donut, and that was too sweet for you? No, I had some kind of... Some, it wasn't the regular plain donut. Try one. the regular plain donut. All right, I will. All right. And also try their fried chicken, because... Mm, I didn't have the chicken. It's three pieces for $10, six pieces for 20 so it's pretty pricey. Yeah, that's expensive. But man. honestly, it is really, really, really good chicken. Did you eat it like with a donut as a meal, or did you have I mean, a donut the, and then you had the chicken? What's cool is they give you a, a plain donut for free every order. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, so like it was super cool, and um, I had the garlic hot sauce dipping thing for the for this. Oh my god, it was so hmm. good. Where was this? You had it. Uh, it was uh near North Philly, I guess. The Federal Donut near North Philly, near Temple, or like yeah, yeah, off yeah. a bit. Okay, yeah. I went to the one on U Penn's campus once. Yeah, did they have chicken? I'm sure I I'm sure they did, but I didn't order. Double it. check. I'm telling you, it's really good. Okay, it's super right. good. It's super super good. I will sometime. Um. What else was I eating? Oh yeah, I've been eating a lot of like spicy curry lately. Like what? Like spicy curry. It's like spicy curry chicken. Mm, little Prince Curry brand. Little Prince Curry mm, brand. Nice. <laughs> I don't know why they made that reference. Is that a real curry brand? I don't know if it is or not. FLCL was this very strange anime. Which, by the way, mm. it's new. The new season's coming out. Uh, I think. <laughs> um. <laughs> the new season's coming out in June. Look how you're sitting. Okay. Oh yeah, this is that's that's why in June that, that early. Okay, yeah. so that's cool. you and I gotta watch it. Yeah, we'll watch it. I don't have cable, so I, I know it's not that bad. <laughs> um, but I I I, I gotta I probably have to like maybe download it. But I, I think yeah. we, you and I should watch it together. We should. Yes, I think I think that's kind of how it should be. Mm-hmm. And like sober. Yeah, like we gotta take that in as a as a as normal human beings. I agree. Anyway, so speaking about, you know, curry and, uh-huh. and speaking spicy of curry. chicken, uh-huh. Syria. Okay, we're going to Syria? Yeah. All right. So Trump just this morning tweeted about Syria. Apparently, there was another gas attack. Boy, oh boy, <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it so funny? Isn't it so funny that for the past several months, first of all, Syria, like, totally is winning the war now. Like, a couple months ago, they really turned a corner by um, liberating East Ghouta. Now, it's obvious they're going to win. There's there's no chance they won't win, like, at all. That's been the case for over a year, but now it's even more so the case. So we got that going on. For the last several months, Trump has very rightly been saying we should withdraw from Syria because basically the mission's done. There's no reason for us to stay. He's been saying that for a while. Okay. And then just recently, he um, appoints this character, John Bolton, which, who, whom we talked about last yes, time, as security advisor. He's a major neoliberal. He wants war with everything. He wants war with everyone as long as it benefits. If it benefits either Saudi Arabia, Israel, or defense contractors, that's what he wants. Mm-hmm. He wants war with everyone. And just after this happens, despite Syria's winning now, 
despite that Trump's been speaking for months about how we need to pull out, which we do. Pull out. All of a sudden, there's a gas attack. And listeners, I'm making very obnoxious quotes with my well, hands. It could, a it so-called been a ga- gas. It could have been a another ga- so-called. No, they haven't. <clears throat> no, yeah, they, right. They have. Okay, every the one thing that the media always uses to create an anti-Syria frenzy is a gas attack. I think the me- media. So after this has happened think, over and over again, they're going to keep doing gas attacks, even though towards the beginning of the war. Remember how this gas attack meme came about. When early on into this conflict, there was a lot of controversy in the Obama administration over whether we, we whether or not we were going to intervene. To Obama's credit, he didn't do as much as he should, but he was vi- he was on the side of not intervening. Right. He did quite a bit not to intervene. Hillary Clinton, um, we'd be in a war with Syria as much as we were with Iraq if Hillary Clinton had her way. So mm-hmm. uh, Barack Obama really has... One has a lot to um, appreciate for what Obama did for this. Anyway, the sort of he made a sort of grandstanding political move where yeah. he said, OK, we're not going to intervene. But as a sort of reverse olive branch to the people who really wanted to intervene. Reverse, it sounds like some really <laughs> weird sex act. It does. Rem- remember the so-called line in the sand about a gas attack? Yeah. Like. They hadn't done any gas attacks at that point. No one was talking about a gas attack. He just randomly says, we're not going to intervene, but a gas attack, just pulling it out of his freaking hat, would be the line in in the sand. And then suddenly, immediately after that, there's a gas attack. Wow. Right? I don't know. I don't know. uh Uh-huh. And every time, it's happened the last two times there was a gas attack. It's always been happening like after a major corner has turned into war where Syria is clearly on the offensive, the Syrian government, that is the legitimate government, is clearly on the offensive. And every time this happens and Trump starts talking about wanting to pull out, there's another gas attack, which became this meme that's supposed to rally international um, opinion against Syria. Very funny how that happens. And by the way, towards the beginning of the war, Russia... Um, supervised an operation where under Russian supervision the Syrian government destroyed its um its uh, chemical weapons now okay you can say that this was phony and blah 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 whatever fair enough it's not beyond governments like Russia and Syria to engage in in pseudofuge they, this could very likely have been nonsense but even if they still had their chemical weapons attacks Sorry, they're chemical weapons. Essentially, Russia put its reputation on the line to say that it was under our aegis that Syria got rid of their chemical weapons. And the only reason the Syrian government is still in power is because of Russia's um, interference, Russia's support for a legitimate government. So you really think they want to basically do the most offensive and disrespectful thing they could to Russia by damaging their reputation that they put on the line by saying we're overseeing these the destruction of these chemical weapons and just randomly every single time there's just a chemical weapons attack when there's no reason for there to be because they're winning the so war it's when s- it's the one thing that that so, garners international opinion are you saying, against them? are you saying then that you're denying the fact that it happened yes. or if it did no, happen, it happened but if it did happen the rebels it was, done, it. It was yeah. done through a psyop mission yeah where people uh-huh. were instigating yeah. or something of that nature. What I th- well, I mean, I think the most reasonable thing to suppose is that the Syrian rebels are um, committing these gas attacks because they know it's going to um, 
uh, drum up opinion against Syria. So they hope that, you know, people like Trump are going to say, oh, we're going to have to go in and take out Assad. And then if Assad's taken out, obviously it's the uh, terrorist rebels who are going to benefit because that's who we want in the government. Saudi Arabian backed terrorist rebels. That's who we want. I don't know if that's what we want. That's who we support. That's who we've given money and training and weapons and military support to. So it's obviously who we want. Uh, why do we want this? Great question. But that's what... <laughs> great question. Great question. I have... One could produce several correct theories, but we won't go into that now. Tim has really been into Syria. How long have you been into Syria? For a while. Since, the, since Syria started or... Not quite since it started, but for, you know, a couple of years now. I don't know. This wasn't so anyway, t- all of a sudden, Trump's tweeting today. There's a, a quote-unquote gas attack happens, and Trump's tweeting, Assad's an animal. If Obama took him out, we wouldn't be in this mess. Iran and Putin. Yeah, I saw the of Iran. Cor- oh, of course. You, this is all. Because Syria. <laughs> Iran, by the way. We got a hit from Iran no, uh, last week. Nice. Yeah, all right. That's the first hit. Got the, the Ayatollah <laughs> yeah. listening. <laughs> no, we, no. It's, we it's, talked uh, about Bolton. That's why. It's Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's, on, he's on house arrest now, so he's like, i got nothing better to do. I heard the Timothy show. <laughs> heard it was pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it didn't happen. Well, it happened, but Assad didn't do it. Yeah. And no one cares about Syria. The point isn't Syria. The point is using Syria to get to Russia and Iran, which is an illegitimate thing to do in the first place. But of course, John I mean, we've Bolton. Done, we've done it for God knows how long. Yeah. That's just how it works. Look at the. So Iraq, Trump's an idiot. He's stupid. No one should still support him. Um, he's a tool for the neoliberals. Trump's, you know, I mean, why is America's foreign policy operated at the behest of Israel, Saudi Arabia, and defense contractors? Well, there's, that's like the holy trinity of American foreign policy. Saudi Arabia and other Gulf monarchs, Israel, and defense contractors. Those are who our military is looking out for. Well, That's what they're dying for. Well, Those three. I think... Not American citizens, because who the heck cares about Syria? No one. Well, I think, too, it's the same people that like to have Bible studies at the White House. Mm. I think that's the bigger bigger issue at hand. Let's just go to the Bible okay, studies. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's just go to the Bible studies. We're crap on Donald Trump. Let's, let's, let's bring right, this out. Crap. So Trump's so having not Bible only, studies. Well, there's, a, there's a, probably a correlation between why this stupid policies are enacted and during the Trump administration. There is a very interesting correlation between why conservative Americans support Middle Eastern intervention and Christianity. But, well, yeah, it's the whole end of days trying to set up the populace. And it's really funny, like, the historical um, the historical process of how that came about. It's probably something similar to the Crusades mindset. No, it's past the, the Crusades. No, I'm saying it's it's similar to a Crusadic mindset. Somewhat. It has, there's a religious backing for the religious it was a story. It was an outgrowth of the Protestant <clears throat> Revo- Reformation. Well, not the, not the, um, not the Crusades. Huh? The Crusades weren't a Protestant Reformation. Yeah, I know, but the um, this strand of we oh, need to right, take, right, right. we need to, you know, restore Israel's right, whole right, right. homeland be- because the Crusades weren't weren't at all about restoring the Jewish homeland. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying. But this strand of political right. um, support is about restoring right. the Jewish whole, holy land. So anyway, speaking of just ridiculousness, um, so I just read an article that there is a Bible study mm. in uh, the White House. Mm. Where uh, Secretary of Education uh, Duvet Duver Duvos Devos Devos Ooh, uh, I don't like her. Uh, what's that? I don't like her. Uh, she's a piece of Especially garbage. Especially in terms of uh, religion, she's she has a, a very, very, very unsavory theology. She's nuts. She's, she's freaking, a Calvinist. She's nuts. 
Uh, then you got Mike Pence in there. You oh got my Donald God. Trump. Oh my gosh. They meet once a week for an hour, an hour and a half to talk about wow. Jesus. I'd like to be a fly in that room. <laughs> God. And they refuse to have any person who is a female as the lead pastor of these Bible group studies. Mm. Well, okay. Go figure. So these are the people. And Oh, by the way, they haven't had a Bible group study in the White House for over 100 years. That's interesting. Well, so, I mean, what, what do you mean by Bible group study? Like, like they literally, were very religious a, Literally, presidents. a group of people said in the, in the cabinet, you know what's a great idea? Let's, have a Bible Let's get study. together yeah. once a week and talk about Jesus. I mean, like that has not been a discussion of topic for a hundred mm. years. But presidents and and their cabinet, they've gone to church services and mm-hmm. whatever. But to literally say in the in the highest piece of the highest building of government in the United States, the executive branch to be in, which is the White House, mm. we're going to have the most powerful people within our government come together and talk about Jesus every every mm. week for sixty to ninety minutes. I mean, I'm not all, I'm not at all anti-religious. I'm not either, but I but find it very. It's just weird. It's I'm, just really weird. But it's, I I can imagine what their religious ideals are, and I imagine they're very stupid and I, I, poorly supported. It blows my mind that that's such a thing exists. And then tonight. Trump. I mean, what what are what are the odds this guy goes to church? Yeah, ever? yeah, exactly. He screws prostitutes and, and uh-huh, strippers. Yeah. Which, by the way. Um, what Dan? What what was the chick that he did? The the stripper Stormy Daniels. She's actually going to be in Philly next month. Interesting. Yeah. So reason mm. that Stormy Daniels is doing this is so that she can boost her strip career, stripping career. Probably is really what it comes down to. I also think it's just a stupid story to begin with. But yeah. Whatever. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So yeah, so there's a Bible study going on. Like yeah. you said, it. What, what, I would be very interested in. Very very disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting separation between. Church and state. Well, that separation of church and state doesn't mean that. It doesn't even mean the government can't be explicitly religious. It literally means institutionally separation of I church and state. I just think it's a bad example. Because the Church of England was formally a part of the English right. government. I, I think and that created a whole a church, bunch of... To have a church outing every every week in, in, in the White House, I think that's a bad example. I don't necessarily agree. I, I mean, if a... Well, here's why it's wrong, because Trump doesn't care at all about religion, and he's just doing this as a political thing yeah. to get uh, naive e- evangelicals to vote for him, even though he's the most ungodly person one can imagine just about. God. I mean, I wouldn't have... If there were a genuinely religious president who wasn't a terrible person, and, okay, he's personally religious, and he lives in the White House, it's his home, so he has a Bible study once a week or whatever. Okay. I wouldn't I have a problem who, with that. Who proposed this? I want to know, out of all those <laughs> idiots, who said this would be a good idea? Probably not Trump. God, it's or maybe it was Trump. So or maybe, I mean, do they? Even, who knows? Probably they don't talk about the Bible they or probably anything. Just, they just, they just, just act, sit it's, there. It's a guy that worships Satan. Mm. Um, anyways, so off that topic, um, I've been getting really into watching samurai yeah. and chinese martial art films a lot lately all right i don't know i've just been really just like vegging out to it like mm. i go into these like you've seen a yojimbo i have not no it's a good no. one i know yeah seven samurai oh yeah of course i love seven mm-hmm. samurai it's a great movie uh, um what's the other one rashomon yeah yeah it's not really samurai it's kind of samurai but it's not a, it's not at all a samurai well, then, movie. That, then, then well um in japan during the golden age of cinema which is like mm. from the 50s and 60s yeah uh, t- Takahashi uh, Tashiro Mifune that's what it was yeah. Tashiro Mifune was like the leading samurai actor mm. great actor yeah yeah very very um, stoic but also very mm. goofy and had the, uh-huh. had the stare very and the... Um, very influenced by what's the co- Kabuki theater yep mm-hmm. yep um, what's interesting about his life I just read a document I just uh, watched a documentary on him mm. you know 
he actually was born in China. And uh, really? Yeah, his family owned Is he a, a ethnic Japanese or yeah, yeah, ethnic yeah. Chinese? Ethnic Japanese. Okay. But his family, because they colonized China mm-hmm. and uh, Yeah, I was the thinking he, he doesn't look, he, he looks very Japanese. Yeah, no, 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 he's Japanese. But his family had like a photography company. Mm-hmm. Then during the war, he got enlisted uh, or drafted rather. After the war, his brother had died and his parents had also been casualties of the war, but mm. no one knows how they died. I'm sure mm-hmm. it wasn't very pretty. Mm. Um, and because they were staying in China at the time. So once Probably China got, fell, yeah. yeah, it's killed by the Soviets, yeah, maybe. Possibly. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but then actually, it's interesting because when he was in the military, he was a, a flight instructor. Hmm. And for the Kamikaze Warriors, and he at that time of the war when he was doing that was sending off very young boys because they didn't have a lot of people to to, to fill their shoes. We're talking about fifteen, sixteen year old boys, hmm. and he told them after the training, after they're about to fly their Kamikaze flight, he said, "When you're going off to attack the enemy, you don't need to say bonsai the emperor." Just, just say goodbye to your mother so you don't mm. have to say it the, any other way and he let him off to go and I, and his his son said in later interviews about how when talking about the war he knew that his father went through a lot of pain and still had pain because of it and I only think because also the fact that he had such a position to do that to send these young boys off to their death I can only imagine I can only imagine what that would have felt like you know what mm. I mean in that mm-hmm. in that context and I wonder how that kind of molded him into the way he became an actor you know that life experience yeah. it's mm-hmm. also interesting to note too that he started his acting career at 28 wow so you're never too late ladies and gentlemen to do something you want to well, do not it's, everyone has the natural talent of a tashira mifune well i'm not saying everyone does but i'm also saying sometimes you don't even know what your natural talent is until you give it a try perhaps so in some cases i think a lot of, well he wasn't even trying to be an actor hmm. he just was he signed up to be an assistant camera uh, person just mm. to work on the side but then again back then you could back then there was mobility into uh, different jobs that you could do things like i don't that. know about that i think i think oh, come on i think there's just as much mobility in no 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 not depending anymore. on the situation oh, no. no i think if you give yourself a chance you, can you wouldn't be, a nowadays you wouldn't be an assistant camera person on a movie set unless you had a graduate degree and 15 years of unpaid internships <laughs> which you know to be the case possibly but regardless um so I've been watching a lot of his films, watching yeah. a lot about what's, what's what's some of your favorites. Well, I mean, I'm not. I mean, like I watched Seven Samurai. I'm not saying I watch all his films. I'm mm. just saying like I know of his films. And then yeah. I've been watching some modern Japanese films, like Thirteen Assassins and hmm. uh, some some uh, Chinese martial art films, just stuff like that. I just getting really into that stuff for whatever reason lately, mm. and it's, mm-hmm. I'm just really really enjoying the ride. You know, the the ride of the samurai. Yeah. Maybe my favorite film Mifune was in was um, High and Low. What's that? It's a Kurosawa film. Um, Mifune plays a very successful um, executive of a shoe manufacturing company. Yeah. And his, um, so this guy who, so this guy trying to get money. It's about corporate corruption? No, not, not at all, actually. So not his child. So there's a kidnapper who wants to kidnap Mifune's child to get a big ransom, obviously. Mm-hmm. But. Um, Mifune's son is out playing with the son of his driver, and the guy actually kidnaps the driver's son, thinking it's Mifune's son, but he still demands the ransom, so you have, okay, is he going to pay it or not, blah, blah, blah. It's very, very good. Hmm. Go figure. It's strange. But yeah, so, I don't know, I was just talking about cinema, and, I don't know, I was getting into the idea of it. Yeah, so. Jap- Japan has a very, very great cinema, cinematic tradition. 
Oh yeah, I mean they're, they're performer performing arts. It's a very performing arts based culture. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, I thought it was interesting that back in the day, like during feudal area feudal era Japan, mm-hmm. uh, women or people of, or men of high elite would dye their teeth black with a mm. certain type of dye. Mm-hmm. It was considered upper echelon to do so because it, it's actually a sealant and it costs money to do that, so they would get less cavities. Mm. It also was a sign that the, that the wife woman was married as well. They also mm. used to shave off their eyebrows. Mm. And then draw, draw eyebrows much more extended up the, up until the temple because back in the day, you know, the idea of making sure that you save face and not showing people your actual true feelings, mm. shaving off I the see. eyebrows would you allow them to notice if mask yeah. things more easily, especially high huh. high class politicians. Hmm. So men and women at the time did also shave off their eyebrows completely, which blows my mind. People did some crazy things back in the day. I will tell like you, like Chinese foot binding. Yeah, that that's some, some weird. crazy stuff gets into people's minds and becomes a fad. You know, I was mostly a, a Southern Han Dynasty, tr- ch- like high society Chinese uh, um, tradition. It wasn't the Mongol, really? the Mongols thought it was barbaric. Hmm. I can. Yeah, probably. Okay. I thought uh, it was during the Ming Dynasty. No. Okay. I'm going to look this up. All right. The Han people, though, the Han definitely thought that the Han was. Han were uh, pretty early. Well, that was it was a, it was the Han, yeah. The Han were the ones that were trying to defend defend off the Mongols. Anyways, so another article that I read that I found that was quite interesting. Oh, it actually seems to have a very long heritage from the Song Dynasty until the early 20th century. There you go. So that means okay, the Mongols thought it was barbaric. Yeah, okay, but the Manchu didn't. The Manchu were practicers. I, I, I don't know who the Manchu were. Okay, they're the um, Manchurians. Yeah, Manchurians. Uh-huh. Huh. Um, anyways, so um, I read an article actually mm. that said that laughter in the workplace makes people more productive. Hmm. Interesting. So when you have a group of people together that are actually friendly and don't hate one another and they hmm. laugh with one another, possible they become better workers and more jovial. Hmm. Um, they said that there's a twenty percent increase of of work productivity if laughter is involved when watching a short funny clip uh, hmm. of things of that nature. I think Americans don't laugh enough. I don't think we I smile agree. enough. I think we're more grumpy. Well, we I think we very... ask how you are during the day, but mm. don't really care. Well, we have a terrible society, so you can't blame <laughs> us. The the Thais think that the Americans are quite weird because the Thais are meant are, are supposed to be very friendly people, and mm. um, I don't know if whether it was Vietnam or Thailand, but they call it the land of smiles. Interesting. Um, because smiling is just, I, and, then, and there's actually smi- there's actually laughter yoga. People hmm. people laugh purposefully, not even at jokes. It's like ha ha ha, and everyone repeats hmm. them. And it's supposed to be like a form of meditation. Hmm. Uh, well, one thing I al- I have always heard from foreigners who travel to America, they they all seem to say that Americans are exceptionally friendly. Well, I mean, we could be friendly, but do we smile? I don't think we smile enough. I don't, I don't know. I haven't enough. really noticed. Well, maybe because you're not smiling. <laughs> maybe that's true. <laughs> I'm just saying. So I, I like I like laughing. I think people should laugh more. I think I, people, I think I think in my general state of my personality, I think I have a very goofy, silly, mm. laughter mm. based. Yeah. And I think you know, as I've gotten older, you know, the world has crushed that a lot. Yeah. But I think in general, though, you know. Like you and me, we laugh a lot. Mm-hmm. We laugh about laugh about stupid things that aren't even funny, mm-hmm. and that, I think that's important. I think it's important to be able yes. to do that. You know, what and I mean? work less, laugh more, work not, less, not because it's productive. But, but, in we, fact, even it, it would actually be preferable if it decreased work productivity. <laughs> in my opinion, it would be preferable. Oh my god, yeah, I like laughing, and I, I, I hope that you all are in work environments where you can laugh with your chums. Mm. Um, speaking about funny things, ooh. 
I just read an article about a man who was banned from a hotel in Canada oh, for no. over 20 years. Oh, no. Has requested a reprieve from that banning mm. uh, based upon the fact that, you know, he's learned his lesson or he <laughs> paid his time. <laughs> I've paid my debt to this hotel chain. Essentially, yes. So the story goes. What city is this? It's like he traveled and stayed at this hotel and was <laughs> banned. 20 years later, it's like, man, I really want to go back to that town. They really remember him. They, they there were... was a really good McDonald's on the other side of the street. <laughs> I hope it's still there. Um, they remember him. They remember him. So the... Uh, so as the story goes, this man goes to a hotel in uh, Fairmont Empress in Victoria, British Columbia. Hmm. Um, he was banned from this this hotel because he wanted to eat sausage. He had to go to an. He was he was there for a business meeting, uh-huh. a very important business outing. Mm-hmm. And just couldn't go without his sausage. <laughs> he just really wanted sausage. But he really the sausage that was beef. a little warm. Okay, a little too hot. So warm. he wanted to keep it a little cool. So he had okay. it strung outside his window, which was a chilly it was a chilly spring uh-huh. day. Hmm. And he left the window open. Like today. Yeah. Hmm. So um he comes back from this meeting, no, from a walk. Uh-huh. And when he comes back <laughs> the room is Filled with seagulls. seagulls. (laughs) Like, literally, he said it was like 70 to 80 seagulls. (laughs) When he opens his door. Can you just leave it on the counter if it's too hot? Like, he had to hang it out the window. (laughs) Yeah. And they were all trying to eat. Wait, and first of all, it's too hot, so he hangs it out the window, and it's cold, and he leaves it there long enough to take a walk. Yeah. That's going to be cold sausage when he gets back. Well... The thing is, is that the the the, be- the birds were startled and immediately started flying around, crashing into things, and desperately tried to leave the room through the open window. Hmm. Uh, and the problem is too, <laughs> and he, the article quotes the man by saying they had been eating the pepperoni sausage, <laughs> which I quote does nasty things to a seagull's digestive system. <laughs> like he has experience. <laughs> So these birds are flapping, you, buddy. ruining the ruining like the lamps, pooping everywhere. <laughs> and once he finally got the last seagull out, he threw this one seagull out the window, but survived. And then he threw a shoe at it, and the shoe flew out the window. Mm-hmm. And he was, but and out of all this, he had a really important meeting to get to. And then he tried to make everything work out. And then he used the hairdryer to dry the stuff. And then the hairdryer ruined the electrical system in the whole hotel <laughs> and burned it out. Then he called the lobby and just says, I'm sorry. And then he had to go. Then he just directly went to his win- uh, dinner meeting. Oh, wow. Um, and the, so that's pretty crazy to think that that is what happened. It's one of those things where you can't make this up. Well, I'm glad he's learned his lesson. <clears throat> My favorite part of that was when he was quoted by saying, pepperoni sausage does <laughs> terrible things to a seagull's digestive system. So he's they just were like... shitting everywhere in the <laughs> hotel room. So this guy's just like eating a, <laughs> eating a stick of pepperoni straight <laughs> Like a big old stick of pure That's pepperoni. This, man, this is what this man does. That's why he had to go on that little walk to burn wow. all the calories. Oh, Oh, man. Laughter. It's a life I want to live. <laughs> Traveling from hotel to hotel. Stringing them sausages. sausages. <laughs> oh, man. Whew. Well, I'm glad that we were able to get that off our chest. Yeah. So, as we said in the beginning of the podcast, 
It is our one First year anniversary. anniversary. And um, we have... David, let me ask you this. Yes. Would this be correct or incorrect to say? Mm. One and a half year anniversary. One, no, can can a person make that statement? Are you insulting me for how I posted something on Facebook years and years and years ago? It wasn't the one time. You just kept saying, like, year and a half or something that isn't a year anniversary. Because anniversary means annually. Anyway, so we had, uh, in this year alone, our official, stat, our official um, stats are, what do you call it? Let's refresh the page. Okay. Refresh. All right. Our official stats for one year mm. is we have had a hundred no one thousand seven hundred and seventeen plays mm. total, mm-hmm. and we have uh, seventy one followers. followers. Yeah, mm. um, and we have inc- including this track forty five tracks. Forty five tracks. Forty five chicka chicka racks. And what's our what's our most viewed video? Probably still episode three. I bet you, but let's try to find out. Give me my track. Gosh darn it. I know there's a way to... There we go. We got some dead air going on right now. Give me dead some air. dead air. Getting some all time. Uh, wait, that still is only by month. Gosh darn it. Hold on. We had, we, had we honestly... That underestimates our total number of plays because we have a lot of plays that are unassigned. You see? Did, well, I mean... I think that counts towards it. I don't think it does because every time I see we have a big bump in unassigned, like what we mean by unassigned plays is sometimes we get plays where like normally it tells us what country the play is from. Don't worry, listeners. It doesn't tell us where you live. It just tells us your country. Okay. And a lot of times we get a number of plays where they say the country is unknown. And I don't think that counts towards our official plays. But whatever, let's try to find the most popular episode. So when we started this out, Tim, and correct me if my, uh, I'm wrong, we've had, we had a really different approach in what we wanted to do, and eventually just evolved into what it is today. I, um, is that the case? I think so. What was our original... I think ideally we wanted just to be what what annoyed us, and then eventually became huh. topical on top of what annoyed us. Okay. And, and I'm well, fu- there's often a good deal of overlap. Yeah, oh yeah. For, or, yeah, because mostly anything that's going on does typically just annoy us that's for gosh darn sure um and we've talked about our artistic endeavors and things in futures that we wanted to do and i don't know i feel like i think you know doing this for a year with you and mm. like you know collaborating and things like that i think it was a, and, and and working on the digital side of things mm-hmm. i think it was a really it's been a really cool experience so far this in, for a year yeah of what we've been doing i mean what do you think i've enjoyed it a lot it's helped um I mean, I, I believe it's not every person who can extemporaneously have a, dare I say, entertaining hour-long talk yep. just off off the top of the head. So yeah. I believe it's developed some skills. Yeah, for sure. Speaking skills, conversing skills. Um, it's helped me keep track of what's happening during the week. It's been a, been a good time. I think, too, it's been definitely positive on a personal level for both of us I in agree. that way. And I think... I think I've seen you more in this year than I've seen oh, yeah. you in the since past. Since we lived together. Yeah, since the past four or five years. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? For sure. And I think that's, in a, in a way, it's special because you and I grew up together. Mm-hmm. You know, I've known you since first grade. And you know how it is, ladies and gentlemen, when, when, you, when you grow up. You, when you get old, <laughs> when you age, you get closer and closer to death, inching along every single day. 
wasn't going to say that, <laughs> but like when you get older, you, you, you lose track of your friends because, you know, life catches up and you got to take care of other things. So I don't know if the Tim and Dave show podcast will last for another 10 years, but I'm happy that I can say in this past year, you and I were able to get together and and do this creative process. I remember mm-hmm. when we first started out doing this. Episode 15 randomly has a lot of views. What is it? We just talked about Game of Thrones. That's probably oh, why. Oh, God. You, listeners, you're terrible people. Yeah. Oh, my God. I hate Game of Thrones. It's a good sh- it, it, act, it did get really stupid. Like, the last three seasons have been bad. But the first couple seasons watch were really Mad good. Men. Watch Mad Men. That I'm not going to watch Mad Men. You're a terrible person. I'll watch it one day. Anyways. Um, Episode 3 is still number 1. Supr- what? 15 is really number 2. Just because it has freaking Game of Thrones in the title. Probably. Maybe, maybe it was a good episode. Wasn't that where I was playing my guitar? Uh, no, I don't think so, David. Okay. I doubt that. Let's look up the description. Um, Unless this was before we started writing But like I was saying, I think, I think, you know, the, given the fact that we were able to do this, Dave talks about his high school while Tim tries to problems with opioids. Opioids. The topics of Trump with first ladies, bell pepper prices... How Game of Thrones sucks and ostriches are fervently debated. So I think it was the ostriches. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but like I was saying, it's just something that, that you know, getting together with a friend. I think you know, I think it's it's hard to do that. It's mm. hard to do that. Um, but I remember when we started doing this, we were in a coffee shop. We were writing ideas down. We were really working towards mm. a project. You know what I mean? And I don't know. Would you put this on a resume? I mean. <sighs> <laughs> what do you do? You want to do you want how, an how much do you want a prospective employer listening to these episodes? Experience before working with they know you. Podcasts. I mean, yeah, it's something uh, like that. Maybe, experience maybe, working yeah. with audiovisual equipment. Yeah, experiences working on scripts. Mm. I think this has really built our skill sets up. Yeah, which leads me to a discussion. The broadcasting of, industry. Yeah, no, which leads me to another thing too. In any aspect of your life, mm. if you're willing to give time and effort into it, you can always skill up a new idea or mm. new venture. It's mm. never, ever, ever too late to say, I want to try something new. And I know a lot of people get worried about whether switching a, you know, a career or something of that nature is even feasible because they need to reskill themselves or whatever. But not saying that you and I are living proof to be successful. I mean, obviously, we're not making millions of dollars off the podcast. But we literally, I mean, even remember, you had to learn how to upload things to to, to SoundCloud. We had to mm. learn how to make the website. We had to make a Facebook page. Um, I had to relearn all of a completely different video editing program, Premiere, Premiere Pro. Is that, we, is that agreeing with you now? I love it. It's good. Cool. It works for me. I mean, I can get better at it for sure, mm. but it's it's pretty much – I'm learning as I go. And I think really what it comes down to is that if there's a will, there's a way, and you want to do it. I think if anything, this podcast can gleam, gleam off of anyone versus what we've already spoken about in the 45 episodes and the mm. life lessons that we do is that two guys or two people with an idea – and with a bond, with a friendship, can mm. develop and make something. You know what I mean? As far as creativity goes. And it's never too late to really try that out, you know? True, true. Any other le- leading words we can you want to give to our listeners about the podcast? I mean, it's I been a whole so. year. It's been a, a whole, whole year. year. I wonder how many I wonder how many listeners we have who've who've listened to every episode. I wonder if every if I wonder if anyone's listened to every single episode. Maybe three people. Hmm. Now that I think can I think about it. Maybe three, maybe four, maybe four. Other I wonder, than, other than America, what are our highest hitting countries? Japan and Mexico, I think. Mexico? Check it out. 
How? I don't know. How do you know. find that? Or India. I've been trying to look around. We get India a lot? Yeah. I know we had Russia a lot for a while. Top cities. No, not top cities. Top countries. Uh, uh, all time. That's go, just... Go, go, oh, go yeah, yeah, time. yeah. That'll do it. I guess we yeah, have... Let's, let's, let's tell our viewers or listeners about the top countries. So we top country. Top, wow. Top countries was the uh, United States. Japan. Japan. We haven't had... We lost Japan, didn't we? No, there was like... There was that time when we were just talking a about a couple episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then India, for sure. India's UK. Consistent. Russia, Russia. France. Portugal. Sweden. Canada. Germany. Uh, Ireland, Ireland, Brazil, Brazil, Australia, Chile, Chile, New Zealand, Colombia, Egypt, Indonesia, Georgia, the country of Georgia, Poland, Finland, Philippines, Italy, Malaysia, Mexico, United Arab Emirates, Islamic Republic of Iran, and last but least, Sri Lanka. (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) Sri Lanka. The biggest city hits that we got Ah. um, were actually Phoenixville. Phoenixville. Good old Phoenixville. Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. my hometown. I don't... I mean, it's funny because I would assume, because I post this on my Facebook and whatnot, uh-huh. that people from my hometown who know me on my Facebook are probably uh, some of the listeners. Hmm. But I've never had anyone reach out to me yeah, about really. it. Like, it's <laughs> like, and that's fine. I'm cool. I don't really care. But it's, it's, it's like, just people who hated you in high school getting together <laughs> and like, listen to this fucking, listen to this freaking guy. <laughs> we consistently get Phoenixville hits. I don't know who who they are. Like they gather in the same room every every week. <laughs> I don't know if that's sadder than if that was that if that if that, if that is actually true. I don't know if that's sadder than me, than me doing the podcast yeah. though. Okay, um, every West Japanese hit we got was from Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. A lot uh, from Virginia Beach. So it goes Phoenixville, Westchester, P- Pennsylvania, Virginia Beach, Pennsylvania. Shout out to Mark and Kim. Mm. Uh, Ashburn, Virginia. I don't know who that is. I have no idea who that is. I don't know either. Tokyo. Mountain, Mountain View, View, California. I don't know who, who that could is. that be? I have no idea. Philly, we got about 53. I think it. I know who Mountain View, California is. You think it's you think it's full metal? No. Okay. Philadelphia, we got some numbers. Conshohocken, same thing as Philadelphia. Hyderabad. We did have a lot of Indian hits for a while. I think it's our friend, our friend from yeah. the past. Yeah. Who I also think is the Mountain View. Um, wait, or what might have been at one point. I don't know. Norristown. Norristown. Harleysville. <laughs> Uh, Wilmington, Boardman, Boardman, Whatever. Boardman Oregon, Forget the American Columbus, places. Ohio. We got Lisbon from Portugal. Kenneth Saint Square. Petersburg. Interesting. Saint Petersburg is our dominates our Russian listeners. Well, I would assume so. Some, some well, Moscow is their Wayne, biggest. Wayne, New York, Delaware, Lowestoft, UK, okay. Lowestoft. So yeah, Collegeville. We got mm. four hits from Saint Louis. Who could this be? I don't know who that could be. Anything for Columbus, Ohio? I saw the Ohio. Did somewhere. you? I didn't notice. Dayton, Ohio. Royers Ford. Oh, fudge. Hmm. oh right, well. Whatever. Um, so yeah, no, and I think that's pretty cool. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool to see yep. that, that people listen to us from all those areas. You I, know want, I, mean? I want. I want to get a Russian and Indian listeners back. Well, those are the two places I want to be a sensation: Russia and India. Well, I, I mean, I don't. I don't mean we talk about both. Both. You know, at least Russia to a large yeah. extent. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if talking about India more would help. In that, in we got to talk about India more. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. From now on, at least twenty-five minutes every episode, we're going to talk about <laughs> India. <laughs> so, as far as as far as one of your favorite things about the podcast, what hmm. would it be out of the, out of the year? What do you mean? One of our favorite? Just in general, just in, like whatever, anything. If you, our, our podcast all encompassing, a favorite moment. You mean just anything? Your favorite aspect? Yeah, seeing you every week. Oh, Timmy, you're warming my heart. Aww. Thing that we can improve on the most. 
Oh, um, I don't know. Promotion. 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 I, so I mean, I that's actually so. easy. Promotion. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, I'd say, obviously, yeah, seeing you is awesome. Uh, and I also, I, I learn about myself a little bit more, actually. Mm. I know it's funny because we're trying to talk about news events and things like that, but it make it gives me an it get, this podcast really gives me an outlet to think hmm. the way in which I wish I could think on a daily basis and I hmm. say that because I I don't have the luxury to be a philosopher every uh-huh. day because I mean I have to be practical about the things that I do with my yeah, life yeah. you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I and I I would love for this to be the full-time thing I would do for mm-hmm. the rest of my life but I think we're in the right direction of finding that in our lives mm. in life you 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 it is a journey of finding what am I supposed to do with it? You know what I mean? Mm. And I find that this is actually really thrilling and fun. And I'm realizing more and more as I'm getting older now that I kind of think there's a future for me, at least as far as what I want it to be in the mm. creative fields. I want to, cool. I really want, or I really want that to be a part of my life mm-hmm. and, and as a hobby for sure, but I kind of want it to be a monetary thing. So it's, yeah, yeah. it's something, it's something that I think about. Uh, and then the area of improvement, I think that we should work forward is obviously promotion. Um, and I and I kind of want to and I kind of want to work on different types of mediums like live chatting, mm, yeah, video chatting, diversify, diversifying that sort of thing, and webcamming, webcamming <laughs> up, camming <laughs> it up. So I don't know. I think if we were to do that, I think we could do that singularly between with you and I. But uh-huh. I kind of feel like at that point in time, we may want to start recruiting people hmm. to make it. I don't know who would be interested though. I mean. Let's, I mean to to work with us in that yeah. in, in that you know thing because it's a lot yeah of, I don't know it takes a lot of time if we had another person another head thinking with mm. us um to like the to coordinate stuff and things like that mm. I would I, I think that'd be a really cool thing but you know things to consider if for, only we could become a threesome we've talked about this for years Craigslist this Craigslist that um but I'm happy in the way in which the podcast has evolved and you know here's to another you know podcast um uh recording and i hope yes. that i hope we can continue to do this to it to to some degree so but ladies and gentlemen we, we i and tim want to tim and i want mm. to thank you all mm. for listening it means a lot that you all are paying attention to mm-hmm. the things that we find important and finding it humorous honestly this this probably wouldn't if we got no listeners, I don't no, know if I want to do this. Going. I don't think I want to do this, honestly. <laughs> no. And we we do it for all the things that we said we do it for, uh-huh. but it's fun to know that people also, you know, I have people, and it's go- clear not just people we know, and that's crazy because there's too that many hits to blows just people my mind we know. sometimes. Like, how did this? Person- like, there's a substant, not a huge number, right. but there is a substantial number of individuals who do not know us personally who regularly listen. And to I these think episodes. that's awesome. I think that's awesome. And I have people that come up to me and make references to the podcast mm. and it's like you know thanks thank you for listening thank you for thinking that we our voice i'm happy that our voice resounds uh, a something in, inside you you know what i mm. mean i think that's really cool and like i said and like i've always said in our podcast you don't need to donate to patreon but if you do we would like that and appreciate that mm-hmm. but the fact that you guys are our listeners and support us and are positive influence and i think that's enough big, that's enough you know that's 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 really positive, and we really appreciate that. So, um, yeah. So I think uh, I want to say thanks again, and it's awesome that you were able to listen for our one year anniversary. This is Tim, and this is Dave. And for the three hundred sixty fifth time, not really. That's a year, but this is the Tim and Dave show. <laughs> thanks you for listening, and ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for all your support throughout the year.
a whole, whole year. year. We had a Thanksgiving special mm, and we had, we a, had Christmas a Christmas special. special. I think those were pretty good, pretty good specials. What kind of other specials can we have? <laughs> like a like a Yom Kippur special. Yom Kippur could work. Yom Kippur could work. George Washington's birthday special. Yeah, the Passover. Yeah.